Today's date is Sunday, March 21st, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, pages 84 to 85, beginning with, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, through the end of that paragraph. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Christine T will be our reader, followed by a 20, oh, I'm so sorry. Kathy C will be our <laughs> reader, followed by a 20 minute share by Christine T. Kathy, would you like to begin the reading? Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally. And we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy, for our reading. Um, and now I am happy to introduce Christine T. Um, she will be sharing her experience, strength, and hope uh, in relation to this reading today. Thank you, Christine. Hi, everybody. My name is Christine, and I am a true compulsive overeater, as described in the big book. I'm going to, uh, I just want to read real quick the set aside prayer, just because um, there's going to be a lot of information <laughs> that I want to share. So I really want uh, myself as well as hopefully some of you to set aside some things. So dear God, please set aside anything I think I know about myself, about my disease, about the big book, the 12 steps, the program, the fellowship, the people in the fellowship, and all spiritual terms, especially you, God, so that I may have an open mind, a new experience with these things. Please help me to see the truth. It's one of my favorite readings, especially at meetings. You know, um, it's important for me to be open um, and uh, receive what I need to receive. Um, I want to explain a little about myself. I don't usually prepare for meetings and sometimes you can tell and sometimes you can't <laughs> and that's okay. I'd rather be moved by God than anything else. Um, so I'm going to share a little about what I, what I have, uh, uh, you know, experienced in these rooms and then go to uh, why the last sentence, uh, we react, uh, how, uh, as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition, because, um, that's the real caveat in this paragraph. Um, but I will explain that the bedevilments on page 53 are the exact op on 52, I'm sorry, are the exact opposite of the promises. 
And um, if anybody wants, uh, you can actually Google it um, if you want to see it. I'm trying to think of where it is. I think it's called the jaywalker.com. And it'll give you the opposite of each bedevilment and uh, the promise. And so first, I'm going to go into who I am and how I got here and uh, quickly. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Um, so I have been, I don't even keep track anymore, 35 years maybe, in and out of these rooms. And seven years ago, I walked in um, April 4th, 2014, and I um, I got a food sponsor and I was working the tools and that's the program I experienced. Very tool-based, very food-focused, really focusing on um, that. And about three weeks later, I was about to jump out of the room. Um, I, it, it hadn't really, we never looked at the big book. We never, um, the rooms I had been in spent any time in it. Um, it was always uh, focused on the food. And what I've learned, if I focus on the food, there's no God. If I focus on God, there's no food. <laughs> and that's that's the real miracle of what I discovered by doing this work. So how serendipitous, but my sponsor was here last weekend speaking. Um, and uh, that's the funny thing. She sat next to me seven years ago uh, on around April 30th and said, if you're a true compulsive overeater, um, this program won't work for you unless you do the steps as written in the big book. And hence my journey began. Um, and so I did all the work and I have to do the work properly, you know, one through nine to get to this 10th step. Right. And, and then receive these. And, um, and the truth is um, I received these threefold and I continue to receive every one of these. It's not that people don't bother me, people do bother me, um, but I'm learning how not to react because there's a maintenance part of this that um, Bill refers to on page 13 and 14, um, establishment and maintenance. Um, and the maintenance is as just as important as the establishment. I have to continue to look at me and only me. And uh, I continue to get this work um, and these, these beautiful things. So um, as soon as I did my fourth step, I felt relief. I understood it was me seeing things the way I needed to, okay? Uh, I guess to survive or to use my substance because um, I'm gonna jump a little, but this book is not about um, putting down the food or liquor. It does not explain how to stop drinking. It explains that I have a spiritual malady and it is an instructional book that teaches me how to connect to God. That's it. It's a set of instructions. And they're very specific directions in this book. If I philosophize it and I'm talking about it and I want to discuss what the action is and I never take the action, I do not get these things listed in the paragraph we read today. All I get is a discussion, uh, you know, of what this book should mean and not mean. But this is an action-based book and that's it, okay? So um, once I took all of these, I mean, immediately, I, I want to explain. My kids, when I started doing this work, didn't want to come home anymore because I kept telling them what to do. I don't know how old my kids were at the time. You got to take seven off of 34. That's my oldest. <laughs> um, so, and my youngest is 28. So they, they didn't want to come home anymore. All I did was tell them what to do. And as I did this work and went through amends, 
uh, my relationship has molded and changed with each one of them. And uh, I was really thinking and reflecting upon how that change is amazing. Uh, and I continue to not tell them what to do or give advice. Um, and, um, and what occurs in that process is that the food doesn't really bother me. Like I am a real chef, I'm a really good cook. Uh, and I was thinking about this. I no longer enjoy cooking and that's okay. That doesn't mean uh, it's seven years of evolving. I was thinking about the holidays and how like, eh, <laughs> they're just holidays today. I don't think they used to be focused on food for uh, the seven years or 50 years of my life. I started this at 50 years old. It was all food focused. Whereas today there it's about my family. Okay. It's about being with one another and enjoying one another and having time with one another. The food is mood point. I don't even concern about desserts anymore. They'll always ask who's making the dessert. I said, you, <laughs> I don't even, I, the food doesn't bother me. It's not a thought process in any of of this. And, and, the, and, and that's the whole thing. And all I can say is it's hard for me to think backwards, you know, it, but I, I started to last night pray about asking God to explain to you how this all happened seven years ago, because it's not that I take it for granted today, but I'll explain things don't disturb me uh, as much as they used to, as I do this work and I delve deeper. Like, I, it's not like I stopped doing this work. I can have, I, I was angry with my husband today, this morning already. I did two 10 steps on him. Okay. By 9am, you know, like, okay. You know, like it's not his fault. You're, you know, like you're just, you know, trying to control him, you know, and that's the whole thing is that it's about me doing this work. Then I don't have to use the food as a solution. And the more I do this, the more that becomes that relationship with God becomes uh, to do the next right thing. And the next right thing becomes uh, important in my life. Food just kind of goes to a different position where it's not the first thing I think of. And that actually happened pretty darn fast. So now I want to go to the point of the last sentence, um, which discusses that is how we react as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And how do I do that? Which is what, <laughs> what my sponsor and um, uh, was talking about last weekend is through 10 steps um, uh, and, and cleaning up as I go along. And, um, and the beauty of that is, is that um, it's not that things don't disturb me anymore. And I was talking to one of somebody I sponsored yesterday, we were at a meeting, and this was really interesting. She was talking about how many times she had to do the cleaning. Okay, uh, she's an alcoholic, and um, how, how she gets angry in the office. And I was sharing with her how and how many times she got disturbed, but she's new at this, right? And I was talking to her about how many times I, uh, you know, that I, I can tell you that I'm not disturbed and that I'm so, she, no, that's, I'm sorry, I, it's opposite. She was telling me how many times she was not disturbed, which meaning that was less than the disturbed, that she's still working on all this. And I was explaining over the seven years is that now I can tell you the three times in 
2020 that I was totally disturbed and had to do total inventories over again. So if you're not feeling this and, uh, you know, this cease fighting anything or anyone, even food, um, then there's something you've done wrong. And so I want to go back to really step one and explain. It all comes to that fact that admitting I am one of us. I have to admit that I am a compulsive overeater and that I have to do this work. Um, and if I don't do this work, I die, you know? And so then it moves to step two. Am I willing to believe that, that what I'm doing isn't working and there could be something out there that can save me? Yes, these are just decision steps. The, I took them the first day I talked to my sponsor. Step three, am I willing to turn my will and life over to this thing? Well, what does this thing mean? I didn't know. I lied at that point. I had no idea. Okay. I don't have to define it. It says it in the big book. It didn't matter. What is that thing? The thing are the action steps four through nine, actually doing inventory inventory. So I'm going to turn my life over to be able to find this thing, because if we had and were able to turn our life over in step three, then this would be a three-step program. Okay. This is the 12th step, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these actions. Okay. So the first three steps are decisions. Step four is where I get into the action, the nitty gritty. So if I can't really see myself, I won't get these 10 step promises. If I can't really admit who I really am, I won't. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll give you two examples. One in particular, I have somebody who always calls herself a people pleaser. Okay, she's not on this, this meeting. Um, I saw Barbara A was. Um, uh, and, uh, but the problem is she's been fired six times, right, in four years, because she yells at the boss. The truth is she's passive aggressive. She's not a people pleaser. She lets things go and goes, goes on and then yells at her, her boss and she gets fired because she, you know. So, uh, you know, the interesting part is she's not able to see herself. She doesn't want to hear that she's passive aggressive because she doesn't believe that that is her issue, but it is. Okay, and and that's I'm not here to say it is, you know, she's got to figure it out herself, but she's not receiving the promises because she's unable at this point in time to really see what's going on. She's been passive aggressive with me. So I understand that. And so I've got another one that I discovered in the past week. I used to use the word people pleasing. I don't believe it to be a real character defect. It's a weak way of looking at my fears. The real truth is there's a fear behind that. I am not a people pleaser. I get a hit out of doing that. Okay, so there's something else and there's a fear behind it that they won't like me, but people pleasing, eh, that's just a silly little action that I do. There's so much more behind that. So that's step four. We have to really dig deep and look hard at ourselves. Step five, we admit to another human being, another place where people don't really do this. Okay, so 
they don't give every, it says our brick and mortar, we, it has to be strong. People don't admit everything or they're afraid to, to discuss that one thing. And I had that one thing, which was, I had never told individual, which I had been molested by a sibling, um, my one and only sibling. So um, I didn't share that with anyone. So step six, I love step six and seven. Uh, do I want these removed? Of course I want them to remove. Uh, and uh, seven. Um, so I, here we go. I, I want to explain six and seven and what happens. Uh, I believe a lot of people, uh, at least this is my experience of teaching, um, you know, God, not me, makes me different by giving me what it takes to change. I don't change myself, God does, you know? It is my job to act and behave like the change. A lot of people um, don't wanna, in doing this, the process of change happens. So, and the problem is change sometimes doesn't come forward until we feel it painfully enough. Like it has to create so much pain, just like the food to be able to see it, okay? So that's another place, six and seven, and these two that people don't, um, you know, do the work. Um, they're unwilling to acknowledge and, and act the opposite, or they're not catching it. Um, and then uh, eight, I have somebody in eight, which is really interesting, and I'm going to share where uh, another alcoholic I'm sponsoring, um, she doesn't want to show me or go over her, her cards in eight and review her, and, and it's interesting, um, I don't know why, and it's okay, um, but uh, the truth is we might not receive this if we don't do this properly. And I want to make sure she's praying and not harming anyone. It's interesting. I've never had anybody really stuck at eight. Uh, nine. Um, this is where we have to be cautious. Someone gave uh, not great instructions on nine the other day. Um, and I, I was a little upset about it. One of my other character defects, I, I have a Jesus complex, which is sort of like when someone gives wrong instructions, I get tense. Um, and uh, because I feel they could be harming others, but um, uh, control, <laughs> another word for it, control. I, I'm powerless over everyone. Um, so the reality is, is uh, he gave instructions the other day that um, you're to tell everybody why you did things. And that's not true. We cause harm in that. And um, so we have to go through this cleaning up our past, you know, to get to this point. And then we do step 10s immediately when it occurs so we can clean up the present. And sometimes that, that means that I am not uh, making amends because that would harm more. Recently, I, ha I had something, I shot off an email I shouldn't have. And that individual, if I made amends to them, I would harm them more. Uh, so I don't, uh, I did not make amends. And um, this is what it is. This is how I get here. Okay, I have to do all of these actions four through nine to be able to get this to attach to something greater than myself. And then I and that relationship is of the utmost important in my life. Okay, is to clean my life up when the character defects come into play to become one with that that entity. Um, that I have developed and become reliant on 
during this process. And I wanted to explain how people don't do the work and how they don't get here um, because um, it, it's really interesting to watch sometimes and I feel bad and they wonder why their food is picking up. Maybe it's one, maybe we haven't admitted we are what we are and we still think we can partake, but um, we cannot. And um, that's like, I think in this whole thing, and I also think it's funny, some people will call themselves recovered. And in the past, there's this whole debate about this, you know, oh, that's cocky. But it says here, we're neither cocky nor are we afraid. The real reality is I'm recovered at this minute. <laughs> and the next, if I choose to be, and the next. Those minutes kind of add up, but I don't keep track of the minutes. They are just what they are. Um, I am willing and find peace in this work. I find it peace in working with others. And um, this is where I grow the most. Um, and, and the beauty and the serenity around my life today is amazing. I don't know, how much time do I have left, do you know? Two minutes. Okay, so I'll talk about my life and the craziness that goes on and how much peace I have in it. We bought a house to retire to in Vermont. I bought the house with a mask on and didn't know it was full of cat pee. Okay, <laughs> when I moved in or I went to move in the week after I closed, the house reeked. My husband and I looked at each other and we said, we're going to rip it up. So we started ripping out the first floor. I have taken out four subfloors and it still smells a little like cat pee, but we're working on it. Everybody in Vermont works at a different pace and a different level. I, my husband and I both run businesses. <laughs> we're very strong individuals. And that has not been easy to let go of this process, but I've done it. And, and that's the miracle. If I get in a year from now, that'll be great. <laughs> But I'm not going to worry about it, you know, because the truth is, these are the minor things in life. You know, none of this really matters, you know, and, and the truth is, is that I get so I, I, I said yes to babysitting my granddaughter. This is not something I wanted to do, but I did it. Okay. And I love it. It's the best thing. When little Penny comes, Penny is my day. I sleep. I watch her sleeping. I, I like have so much fun with little Penny. I would tell you, I'm not the mother who would have, I I'm a good mom, but I wouldn't have been doing this. And, and, but I am because of COVID. And, and the reality is, it's amazing. And I don't complain. My son-in-law was home the other day and didn't tell me. And I had to drive two hours to drop her off in traffic. Didn't get mad. Thought this gives me two hours to make phone calls while Penny sleeps in the back. And like, this is it. This is my life today. I could get mad about all this stuff, but I don't. You know, this is just what it is. You know, my life is amazing. I see the positive, not the negative. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I don't react. It just means once I align my will with this thing out there that is amazing, I am at peace. And if I am at peace, I am not using. And that, like I said, if I concentrate on the food, there is no God. If I concentrate on God, there is no food. And that's it. Thank you, Christine.